0: For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Good evening, everybody. uh
1: be back um it's good seeing everybody thanks again for the invitation to talk again um, i think i know mostly everybody here for those who don't know me i've been part of agent dragons for a bit um since 2016 or so been a long time zen practitioner Was practicing in the korean tradition before that um took chikai uh sometime in 2016 or 2017 um yeah. I've been practicing for a while. I've been thinking a lot recently about um boredom. And my talk is titled Meditation Is Boring. I decided to go with as direct a title as possible. Nothing poetic about that. Um how's my volume? Just want to double check. Everybody can hear me?
2: We can hear you well. Great. Okay.
1: Um I I've been thinking a lot about boredom in general because one I am a maniac who enjoys the feeling of boredom and have enjoyed boredom since I was a child. Um it's a fond uh emotion of mine since I was a kid. Um but I've been feeling it particularly a lot in the last few months. Um personal side of things. I was uh some of you know that I was, you know, I was doing chaplaincy stuff for a little bit. And after that I decided to do some other things and um I ended up doing some community mental health for a little bit uh, as a therapist, doing just one on a lot of one on one therapy uh with a lot of folks who were struggling with homelessness struggling with severe mental illness um, and I was thinking I'd be there for a while. I was really enjoying it and uh I got furloughed I was like, oh great um and for i I didn't realize that not everybody knew what a furlough was, so quick explanation: it's not a layoff. <laughs> it's you're not working, we're not paying you, but you're not laid off yet. But you might come back. The the hope is that you will we will call you back to work. In the meantime, hopefully you will stay put because you're not actually laid off.
0: And that happened early November. Um plot twist not that interesting i did get laid off um my lay my, my
1: layoff date is actually the very end of this month um so future date but i spent the last 3 months uh in particular really in a sort of liminal state because here i was f- thinking oh yeah i i love doing this work this fits me this fits who i think of I, how I think of myself as a professional or as a person who does this kind of work, who provides care in this kind of way. And all that went out the window. So I spent the last three months really bored out of my mind. Um Not like every day was just sort of like, well, what the hell do I do today? <laughs> do I, I, mean, I guess I'll apply for jobs because I need unemployment. Um, But, you know, I started a lot with how do I relax? How do I just accept my situation and do what I can with it? With the uncertainty of, am I getting called back? Is there something good to get called back to if this is what happens with so many people, uh, in my organization? Um, but really, I think sort of at the, at the core of the the questions, right? Is what, what do I, what do I do? What am I supposed to be doing right now? Um, so there's a lot of reaching out to do things uh and and good things too you know seeing people talking to people, a lot of practice um a lot of practice, a lot of reading, a lot of not very interesting you know productive things either starting to not be productive was a powerful thing during the last three months too um but yeah, there was a lot of boredom, a lot of just what am I what am I doing right now? What am I doing today, the next hour, tonight? Just literally nothing to do <laughs> other than what I've been doing. Um and sometimes it's not interesting. Sometimes it doesn't seem to work. Oftentimes it didn't seem to work. So I kinda wanna talk about that today. I wanna explore that feeling of Boredom, because I do think that in my experience, uh, there's a lot of wonderful things that happen in, in Zazen, in meditation and sitting. Um, but I do think that from my experience, it's, it's the boredom that's been the most profound and, 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 uh, provocative in spite of its dumbness sometimes. So I want to start just like, Sort of an experiential thing. Uh, you all know how to do this. you sit. said. <laughs>
0: um, just think about, reflect on the last time you were bored. Maybe it was 15 minutes ago when you were sitting. Maybe it was sometime earlier today. Maybe at work. Maybe a gap in work. Maybe you were just reading and you were bored. Maybe you were bored when you were five years old waiting for something. Maybe you're bored right now. That's okay, too. (laughs) And
1: what do you want to (laughs) do? You want to
0: reach out for something? Do you reach out for something without even trying to reach out for something? Is it something new or novel that you reach out to? Is it something old and familiar, comfortable? And what's the texture? What's important? What does it feel like? It feels different every time. Sometimes it feels kind of rough, different. Parts of the, on different
1: parts of the spectrum of sandpaper. Sometimes it's a smooth
0: pearl. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it doesn't feel like much of anything. I know that when I was sitting, I was kind of bored as I often am.
1: And I found myself thinking about, wondering about, oh God, how was this talk of a go? How much am I riffing off of what I wrote down in my notes?
0: How much are people going to understand? How much are people going to sympathize uh, with what I say or not? There's concern in the boredom. So I want to throw out a few, I want to throw out something that
1: we have been thinking about boredom and how it shows up on the cushion and in my day-to-day life. And I, you know, it, it's all upai It's all skillful means. It's all see what, see how it works. See if there's application to it. Because if it works, it might be helpful. If it doesn't, fortunately, there's a lot of other ones too. <laughs> Um, but this is what I've been sort of toying with a little bit when it comes to boredom. And I wanna start there's really just two things um and I think of I like thinking of them as layers, and so the first layer of
0: boredom is uh desiring self, and I'm gonna just put that out there and
1: sum it up as something like. There's nothing to do right now, in the present, in this moment, that completes or meets or satisfies my sense of self, my
0: projects around myself. Um, nothing seems to work. There's a sort of lack of...
1: Satisfaction there's this disengagement. There's this is feeling of this is going anywhere. Uh, so, for example, when I when I was sitting, right, these these concerns I have in my boredom around. Oh well, I don't really like this feeling right now of nothing to do. So I start being concerned about how people are going to think of me when I talk about this talk about boredom. Uh, but I also was worried about well, how people are going to think of me when I start my new job, when I have new clients as a therapist. What are they going to think of me? I have to sell myself on Psychology Today profiles, writing the same profiles that everybody seems to be writing with the same words. Well, how do I make myself seem different
0: and unique and worthy in some way? But I'd rather be doing that than be worrying about, about my self. And
1: I think the key thing about this desiring self thing about one of the key things about boredom is that it's one thing to be bored and then reach out for the thing.
0: It's the, the fact that it doesn't work that I think makes boredom what it is. And Zazen is interesting. Because it's a frame, it's this uh
1: structure, container for us to come back to both willfully and unwillfully. <laughs> we just watch those attempts to reach out, to further myself, to perpetuate myself,
0: to satisfy myself. Not work eventually, whether that's in the short term or the long term. And you get bored. And it sucks. <laughs> and I think of it as there's, there's sort of like two, I mean,
1: there's, there's a, there's a sub two in the two of like high boredom, low boredom, um, high boredom being this sort of like restlessness and agitation. You're sort of like, I'm going out of my mind. Like I need something to do. Oh my God. I'm losing it. Like I need to do something or I'm going to just whack out. And then there's this sort of. Low boredom, where you're sort of resigned to stuck the axle in the mud sort of thing, uh what was me? nothing is really that work. You
0: really don't like that low one. you really don't like the resignation, so we try to do what we can to make it make sense. We'll do something to meet some concept
1: or idea or projection of ourselves. Um, whether that's something that we know right now or something that we
0: hope we can be in the future in some way, like an enlightened being or a Buddha. So there's something about like I, me,
1: mine, self, whatever that's threatened or undermined in some way when the things we keep throwing at it don't work. And we watch it over time. And you're like, well, that, sometimes it sticks, but eventually it seems to fall off the wall. <laughs> so we reach out, grasp. We desire, right? We desire a self. We desire selfing or ways to do it better
0: or more meaningfully or something like that. And I want to suggest that, you know, with Dogen, study the buddha way is to study the self
1: i think this part is in some way studying the self it's watching all the different ways we reach out selfing trying to be someone something that we imagine
0: ourselves to be that we would like to be that we hope to be including a buddha (laughs) And I, I want to suggest too that this includes, and
1: this is why I keep mentioning the Buddha thing. That this includes, oh, 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 you're sitting here bored, bored, you're you're, you drift off, you drift off. And, oh no, no I got to pay attention. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing right now. I'm a Zen practitioner. I got to do this right. Tigan's laughing because he knows that I like to do things right. Because uh, I imagine there's a right way to do things, and I'm the kind of person who does things right. So I got, oh i'm bored and i'm distracted so i got to come back and pay perfect attention perfect attention to the moment perfect attention to right here right now and guess what i'm bored again bored out
0: of my mind i'm someone who apparently doesn't practice but apparently that doesn't stick either. so that's
1: frustrating it's, it's 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 um it's really really frustrating um and I think this is where the second layer comes in. And so it's not just desiring self. That's, that's very, like, pointed forward, pointed at something. It's very oriented toward something.
0: And so we do what Dogen does. Dogen, uh, recommends that we do in, uh, the Bendelwa.
1: I think it's the Bendelwa. I'm blanking now. Um, To take the backward step, take a step back, turn the light inward. So instead of focusing outside, instead of focusing out there at the various things that I could do to make myself feel better, to make myself to do things, to make, to literally make
0: myself, we turn it back. What is this thing that keeps doing this? (laughs) How do we go back, trace back the arm little by little? I think this is what Dugan this is again,
1: the study of the ways the Buddha the study of the Buddha ways, the study the self the study the self is to forget the self. I think this might be the forgetting the self. It's okay, well you know that these are all the projects that I have about myself and I'm bored and there's nothing to do. So in the midst of that agitation and that frustration, we turn it back,
0: forget the self, and watch that desire. This is something a little bit like Guchiyama's
1: opening the hand of thought, the the hand that grasps at things over and over. And he teaches us that we can learn to let go little by little. It's almost like a muscle contracting and flexing. Instead of being focused on the thing that's being grasped, you start noticing the grasping itself. It's like a muscle that just
0: does its own thing sometimes. Oftentimes. Who is it that does the grasping? What is it that does the desiring? Does it really matter what... It grasps,
1: it's just, there's this desire, desiring something to do, something to meet it, something to satisfy it. It's almost like a natural function of desire. I don't know if that's what it is, but it's what it feels like. It's just desiring doing what it does. And then take a step back without the attachment to our projects, to the things we think we need
0: to do to make us who we are. We can really just watch it for once. I think this is why it's so hard to
1: I mean for me, but I think in general it's like letting go <laughs> it's so easy. Just let go. It's like, no, oh, it's really not that easy because you're you let go of the thing, and
0: that that's already hard enough, right? But then you have to watch the thing that goes right back to not wanting to let go. Letting go, even of letting go, is profoundly difficult.
1: Sitting without trying to sit is really hard. <laughs> because you have that mind that goes, or at least I do, I have that mind that goes, well, I got to sit right. I got to do this right. I'm a real I guess I should be a, I should be a, a, a good Zen student or something like that. Or trying to pay attention without trying to pay attention. <laughs> Feels like a, a losing battle. <laughs> Until suddenly, I mean, I, I've, I don't know if others have had this experience. Uh, so maybe not through the lens of boredom, but you know, trying to pay attention without paying attention. That losing battle feeling, like, oh, that doesn't work. (laughs) Suddenly you're paying attention. The the bottom falls out of the bucket. Chiyono's story. All the water is gone. The reflection is gone. And so you watch, you observe, you notice without the
0: motive, without the plan, while the desire is still just sort of itching. I don't know if that itching ever goes away. (laughs) And I think that that itching is where um space for things like creativity comes
1: from where spontaneity comes from. I think it's a similar urge, similar drive or whatever word you want to apply to it um because when we're bored, when there's nothing that seems to work right now, we throw ourselves against the wall, trying to do things. Oftentimes, there are things that we think that we would like to do or that we do out of habit, out of comfort, that will definitely be a temporary fix <laughs> um, a lot of the
0: time. Um, but they won't be permanent fixes anymore. But to take a step back, to be able to touch, be intimate
1: that spark or spasm or urge or drive or desire there's so many words I think we could throw at it until we get some sense of it's it's this like vibration
0: or something really deep down Um, that we can we see different ways that we can approach something like boredom Because suddenly it's
1: not I'm bored, I have to do the same thing I have to do three million times because this sucks. It's oh this really sucks. I can kind of do anything. Oh with you know, I got a time and money, but I I I could I could I could do kind of anything. Really. Really, My imagination is kind
0: of the limit. (laughs) And I've been maybe been limiting myself a bit. (laughs) So um how much time do I have to look at? I'm not sure. I think I'm already lost track of
1: time. Uh,
0: we, we probably should leave a little time for discussion. Yeah. Okay. Well I am I'm, I'm happy to end there. Thank you all for listening. So we do have ten minutes for discussion or questions or answers. Or if we could just be bored. You <laughs> <laughs> so, can you
2: can call on you. Um I thank you very much for this talk, Howard. This is really a wonderful talk. I um retired from my job last April. Mm. And recently at first it was, you know, there was there were things to do it, but recently I've been like, Well what do I do now? <laughs> And my brother told me you should practice doing nothing on purpose. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I could try that. <laughs> um but, and I never really thought about it, and that's why this, your talk is really good, about grasping for something, but that sense of trying things, like I think, oh, I'll do this, and then yeah, I don't want to do that. Oh, I could do this. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, you could go here,
0: oh, I don't want to go there
2: it isn't just that there's nothing to do but anything that i could think of that i would want to do somehow doesn't satisfy that gap or or fill in the
0: what do i do now and and so it's it's i spend a lot of time doing new york times
2: games <laughs> and uh streaming old mysteries and not that I'm interested in either, but uh, when I put down and think, let me do something else, it's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I have retired friends who tell me how busy they are all the time. So I tell them, well, yes, I'm busy all the time, too, because I don't want to feel the odd person out here. But it makes me feel like there's there, there must be something wrong here that I'm not busy all the time. But... So your talk was reassuring.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. I, I think I this quick response. I um, as you were talking, I definitely uh, a, a, a question came up for me that I've been chewing on for some time. Um, and when I'm when I'm like, oh yeah, why you know why would I do that? It's, that that doesn't interest me. It's like well. I, I, there's this other thing that comes up now of like, well, why do I think I'm not the kind of person to do that? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I might genuinely not like it, and I just find it's not for me. But like, why did I so instantly
0: go to, yeah, that's that's not me? What 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 is what? Yeah, yeah that's my response. Antagonist. <laughs>
3: Something to say um yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic, and I really appreciated your talking about the texture of boredom mentally, uh the grasping and should I be grasping and you know, but I wanted to add a different turn to it, which is that in you know in some ways, there's a value to repetition. So Zazen, I mean, Zazen is boring in a way, right? You just go and you sit and you face the wall. But what goes on in the middle of that is that you see this, these habits and these patterns of grasping or putting pushing things away or letting go or not letting go or, you know, kind, kind of like you were talking about. And I want to mention uh, an old friend uh, who was a Zen teacher at, uh, San Francisco Zen Center named Philip Whalen. He was also a very well-known beat poet. He he uh, was good friends with Gary Snyder and Ginsburg and Kerouac and those people. And he he was a, also, he spent a lot of time in Japan. He was a Zen teacher. He was at San Francisco Zen Center. I got to know him pretty well. He used to say, and and, and also this was in the context of like residential practice, where you know you're working in the kitchen and you're cutting the carrots over and over again or whatever, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, and so you get to see the tricks your mind's playing, and you, and you were expressing that Howard, and so he, Philip used to say, if it's not boring, it's not Buddhism.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so there's a way in which embracing the repetition and the boredom even is a way of seeing something deep. So that's what, that's all I have to say. Uh, And I appreciate your bringing this topic up.
0: Uh, Thank you, Howard. Thank you. I think it's, it's an opportunity to really watch the, the,
1: all, all my ancient mystic karma to to really be pres, be right in the thick of all the causes and
0: conditions, including the feeling of, like, oh, God, not these causes and conditions again. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> Ryan's had his hand up.
4: Yeah, thank you. Uh, and thank you for, as Tigan said, uh, a very interesting talk about boredom. Um, and actually you sparked my thinking along a slightly related line, uh, that you raised, which was transitions. Mm.
0: Um,
4: lately I've been, uh, getting little rumors, uh, where I work that things might not be as solid as I thought they were. And so I've been going back to thinking about uh, you know, career transitions, life transitions, that kind of thing. And I pulled out two books, one of which is actually called Transitions by William Bridges, a very well-regarded book in the field. And um he's got a, a chapter called The Neutral Zone. And so essentially what he's saying in this book is that what we in our culture negatively um think of as boredom if you flip that around and think that this could be the most fertile time uh you know in your in your current life you know you're you're experiencing an ending either the ending of the last moment and now you don't know what to do until lunchtime or in your career but to not i mean I and I don't I'm not going to waste time trying to throw uh zen and buddhist language to this, although it could certainly be done, but just the neutral zone, the boredom can be a very fertile moment or period in your life. And maybe uh, as this, as William Bridges um, suggests, don't be in a hurry to get out of it. Mm. See what, see what it can say to you, you know, open your mind and, and just everything about you to receive, you know, maybe intuitions about a Next possible direction rather than just you know, karmically, habitually grasping for the, the usual thing, boredom can be a very uh, uh, wonderful uh, time of possibilities. So, I'll just leave it at that.
0: What's the other book, Brian? You said there were
4: two, yeah. The other one I highly recommend uh, came out right after the 2008 market meltdown by the same author that wrote a very famous series of career books called What Color Is Your Parachute? <laughs> and this one is called The Job Hunter's Survival Guide. uh, How to find hope and rewarding work, even when, quote, there are no jobs, end quote. Uh, and I found this little hundred page book, um, very valuable just, just for, and, you know, in the liminal between periods of boredom, oftentimes we label it boredom because we're just, you know, we can't think of anything. So sometimes it's helpful to find, uh, guides that just are packed full of helpful ideas that we can sort of roll around in our mind. Um, but anyway, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Just, just that, uh, It's a very valuable topic, and I think our our society gives boredom a bad name.
0: (laughs) did you want to say something? I wanted to say I really wish that he would have called it What to Do When Your Parachute Won't Open. but um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I also want to mention that we are needing to wrap up. I don't know if there's maybe one more person who – as something that they wanted to add or if Howard, you have anything that you would like to add um actually, let me, I mean the only thing is that I when Brian was talking um
1: and offering the I find it I find it hilarious that his name is Bridges, first of all. Um, uh, for a tra- guy who's running about transitions. Um I, I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but I've seen it in various things that I've been reading lately of uh, it, that it's only an illusion that it's that the liminal space is uh, or, or the in between space is somehow different or exceptional that's where we are. that's really where we're at all the time um we just don't like to think of it or uh don't want to think of it that way that we're that that is
0: actually the norm the liminal space.
3: I can just add that another relevant book in this, along these lines is uh, by Rebecca Solnit, a wonderful writer who was a student at Blanche's, um, and she has, a, amongst her many writings, a book called A Field Guide to Getting Lost, mm-hmm. which is sort of related.